Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Coming up on The Holder Mess, Kim sniffs a baby and it leads to a mega flashback. Penn continues his instant talent show challenge. We give him songs on the spot and he has to deliver. Why is Kim so afraid of the mommy police? And who are the mommy police? Oh, they know who they are and they are coming after me. Let's start the show. Hey. We're from Middle America. We drink beer just like the rest of you. My SUV is kind of like a pickup. And I like Dixie Chicks when I was growing up. This song made me kind of terrible. But it makes it sound super relatable. So we're using it for podcast number three. And let you know that we're just a normal family. We go to church. We got a dog. We chop wood and it turns into laws. What? It's the Holder Mess <laughs> Podcast. I actually don't chop Stop. wood. <laughs> okay, so that's the new open. Um, I think we're going to. So I went. Thank you, Max. <laughs> Stop. So this, you went uh, full country. Well, I wanted to be relatable. I wanted, and country equals yeah. relatable. Well, like, First of all, we don't live in middle America. We live on the East Coast. Everyone tells us we live in middle America. It is so funny. When we're in New York or LA, they're like, you guys, what's it like being in middle America? We're like, I don't know. We live in very close to the edge of the of country. The country. Um, you've never chopped wood that I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> um... We kind of go to church. We should go more. We love church. His dad's a pastor, but we we get we are we are those people. We say we go to church because there's a church we've walked into before. Was there a line that you said we have wood that we turn into logs? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, it rhymes with dog. Okay, for rhyming. 
Yes. <laughs> also, Max almost had a heart attack because I had a line where it said, I like Dixie chicks when I was growing up. Because he's like, too political, too political. No, 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 no. Oh, he, no. He heard the first three syllables. He's like, what's coming next? It was a really long <laughs> syllable break. Oh. Um, Can we play that open again? Just, really quick? Oh, just that part. Just yeah. that is, part. Uh, just like the rest of you, my SUV is kind of like a pickup. And I like Dixie Chicks when I was growing up. <laughs> this song made me kind of terrible. You guys, We're definitely cutting this out. But. You guys. Oh, my God. All right. Okay, guys, this is supposed to be something families can listen to together. Okay, so, so but you're saying uh, back to the drawing board, country is not how well, we should you open the show? I don't mind country. It is not a genre. Okay. I am used to listening to okay. but Something a don't more modern, hate it but more, maybe a little more poppy maybe like more pop okay more pop more. so my next one has got to be more oh, poppy gosh. So sick. we're gonna hey i'm gonna do one of these every week until we get it right okay and so, a, a okay. feedback folks if you guys have feedback on what the new trailer should sound like yeah and i really don't want this to become i have to write a hundred opens but i'm starting to think I that's think gonna you, be the issue i think <laughs> you should all right well welcome to the holder mess Hi, I'm Kim, <laughs> after all that. And I'm Penn. Do you notice how I pause there? Because when I say I'm Penn and that's Kim, like you're, you get upset at me for... Well, I feel like I can say my name. I, I know that you can say your name. Love you. I love you, honey. Okay, so um, all right. this is based on... This podcast is based, like many, on just a story that has happened recently. Um, we were on a subway in New York City not too long ago. And I noticed that my wife, who was right next to a woman who had a baby in one of those Bjorns, was like, we were all cramped up. She literally smelled the baby's head. I while, asked permission. Um, I like, asked permission. Like, while the, like, and this is someone that we do not know. And it's in New York, a place where usually that <clears throat> would end in they're a not, fight they're, or something. They're not so into the baby smelling. <clears throat> yeah. And, um, and then she kind of stared off into the distance a little bit. And I know exactly why she was staring off into the distance. Because when she sees little babies, her reproductive parts like go whoop. And she like <laughs> wants to have another baby. Like she, she loves. Yeah. It, it, it has been a discussion. We have two beautiful children. I think we are past the baby stage, I think. But then I sort of mourn. I did. I didn't really get down in there and smell. I just said like, I, I love a baby smell. I love to smell you, babies. You know, you tilted your head down and you did that. Yeah, super creepy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, but you, your eyes I, were really wide. Like I know, you, but like, they're they just like the munchy, just like little baby lump. And I always say, oh my gosh, it goes by so fast. Like I've become now that person that says like, enjoy every minute. And I remember when that happened, when I was the mom with like the colicky baby who didn't sleep and a mom said that to me, I wanted to slap them mm -hmm. because I didn't enjoy most of those minutes. <laughs> so now we're on the other side. Um, as, as she said, we are in, uh, in the twilight of our... <laughs> twilight? Um, our... We are child rearing. Child rearing. We're, no, we're like halfway. We're no, like, of our like of our reproducing years. We are in. The, oh, oh yeah. I think yeah. like yeah. Dude, I don't. when you if, if if you went to a doctor now and like when oh, you're no. over forty, don't they bring you in and they're like, we need to see you every five minutes. It's 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 really like, it's really scary, honestly. Yeah. So our second baby, I was thirty four when I got pregnant, and then thirty five, like in the middle of the pregnancy, is a high risk. And pregnancy, then it moved yeah. to high risk, and it was I it was scary yeah how they treat you 
but she still has these moments where she misses it and loves the newborns yeah. and smells them on subways and <laughs> it, it it just makes me Let like me yeah. smell your baby so they, like i do believe that like women get amnesia about some of the other things that come with it. And I don't think that the fathers have that same amnesia. They remember everything that their wives went through. And so, honestly, that lack of amnesia that I have helped us get to a decision um, about seven years ago to get me neutered. Um, <laughs> is that the right snip. term? Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And so we, that being said, I still, cause you go to the movies and there's always the advertisement cause you can reverse those things. So I didn't really take that as like a, we're done. I'm sorry. I, there's a movie advertisement no, about reversing was, vasectomies and the, and the previews. There's always like the guy who <laughs> like advertised. Lance brother movie. I think. No. What movie did you go to? No, it must bef- be like a chick flick, I guess. Right. No, like it's before like, the we're, we're not at those movies. No, before the previews, there's always a doctor that advertises and it's just a static. No, there's not. It totally like, is. Look at Matt. Max, Max, have you ever seen that? I, I'd love to help you. <laughs> I want to help you. No, I am kind of curious though because this is a topic that has been coming up a lot recently. Y- your about, kids are younger. About me getting the snip. Oh. Uh, did you have to save a potential you, po- opportunity in the freezer before you did that? No. No. Okay. I just that, didn't but, know um, if that was something could, that they asked about. You could. You you could. You have that option, but. At, at, in that moment, we decided, like, if we're doing this, we're done. But then after, I was like, oh, well, we're not really done. We can still talk about this. And that's when, and that's what this episode is about, is I'm going to um, jog Kim's memory <laughs> about some of the reasons why you had me neutered. Um, <laughs> and if parents are listening to this with their children. It's okay. It's, it's all, okay. It's, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Um, and, and this isn't none of this is a, a testament to our children because they have grown up to be, I think, fantastic kids. A lot of this is just the early years and the act of actual pregnancy and delivery. I have to say, and I don't remember a lot. That's of, what I'm talking about. It's this like amnesia. I think I was so tired. I just don't remember a lot that happened right after they were born and when they were babies. Okay, well, yeah. that's what I'm here for. Thanks. Honey. Are you ready? Yeah. So we're going to take you back to 2006. In New York City. <laughs> Isn't that pleasant? <clears throat> okay. On a, on, a, on a crisp summer afternoon, Kim tells me that she had just taken a test and that she might, in fact, be with child. <laughs> what? Why are we talking like She this? was so freaked out by it, oh. she went downstairs to the pharmacy and bought Seven more tests. Yeah, I do remember that. She bought seven tests. Yeah. Because she wanted to make super sure that this was happening. She had a wild, insane look on her face as if she was not ready for this. Because, by the way, can I I interject here? Yes. Lola was not a planned occurrence. I had been on antibiotics. And what they say about being on birth control and antibiotics is true. They don't work when you use them together. Anyway, just lesson learned Pro for any tip. any 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 <laughs> yes. any teenagers so, listening. I mean, I was like jumping up and down. I think like what was happening is I was like I was the psyched one, um, and so she was balancing me out. I think that probably happens at some point, and was an instantly like the worry ward. Like I, so that night I was asleep, and uh, Kim isn't normally very close to me in the bed. She has her own like spot. Um, yeah, I don't like to touch. She doesn't like to touch people. <laughs> um, and so I just randomly opened my eyes, and her face was 
three millimeters away from mine and her eyes were wide open. She was just staring at me. I guess like, I, and she probably woke me up. Like she probably like tapped me on the shoulder. I don't remember that. And I was like, what are you, honey, you look insane. What are you doing? She was like, what do we do like about the apartment? Like, what do we do about the, we don't have any of the things. What do we How Like, do we have like the doctor? We have to find a doctor that should it be near where I work or should it be back here? And like, what are you going to do? So she, she like started whispering all these questions and was High just like anxiety. In, in, yeah, like very, like yeah, very, very anxious early on. May I ask, were you at least having as a couple having conversations about the potential of having children? Absolutely, we always. So was it totally out of the realm of possibility uh, to have a child? No, no, and we knew we wanted children. All of that, so it wasn't like it was a bad thing. It right. just was a, a, probably a little, a few, few years ahead of where we thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. So I mean, we'll fast forward through the pregnancy. I'm sure you would like to. I mean, the, like you had to suck on those like lollipops. Like you had nausea, nausea. Excuse nausea. me. You, had, you were nauseous. Um, uh, I can't believe I, that's the worst pronunciation I've ever done. Um, you know, and, and you there were definitely some mood swings and uh, really, yeah, uh, there were and some temperature issues and like all that. Just you know, there was that normal stuff. But then, like, we can kind of fast forward to the actual birth, and it was like a little bit of a horror story, right? Like, we so Kim wanted to have a natural childbirth, mm-hmm. and so we went to like Lamaze classes, and we had a doula in New York who was going to like help coach her through a natural childbirth. Yeah, and I was. Unemployed at the time, so I had nothing to do but be supportive of all of this stuff. Like when she started having contractions, I made a chart, charting the contractions and trying to figure out, like, and predict when we would have to go in there. And we still have the chart somewhere. It looked like something from a beautiful mind. It was like total scribble scrabble. Um, but so you know, at, at three a.m., we finally realized, okay, you have been enduring this pain for long enough. She was in pain probably for two hours before then. We took her into the hospital, and this is a New York hospital, and I know we have listeners from New York. They were the rudest people that I've ever ever met, and you may not remember this. They were so rude. Well, so many of them were lovely. There were some nurses after the fact that were very lovely, but the nurses upon entering, I do remember them not being very kind. They, like she was like the lady was like oh, I'll try to get you a room I'm having the worst day the lady said I'm having the worst day in front of Kim who like if you look at they had this little pain EKG thing and she, it wasn't even registering it was like at the very very top and so we're like I'm like I think you like I think she's ready to give birth They're like no she's at four centimeters take your time it's gonna be at least five hours so an hour later she's screaming so loudly I'm like outside like somebody get in here and look at my wife's things yeah and uh, and so come look at my wife's parts. Not no, something you say every day. She is screaming, and the, so the nurse, like twenty minutes after she's screaming, comes in with like she's like, okay, we have some drugs. Here's a cart, and then she checks her, and she's like, oh, you're fully dilated. And she probably was for like hours, and just would not check on us. So, and this is the funny story: is that then she said, "Just don't push. We haven't called your doctor yet. Just don't push." And just for our male listeners to educate you, it is impossible to not do that. Like this, there's a biological, just primal thing that happens, and you have to get this child out of your body. So I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to push. I'm going to say her like this." Yeah. So, but like dilated to 10, you're supposed to push. That's when it's time to roll, right? Mm-hmm. So she, she did. She started pushing. And it felt like, the, here's another thing. It feels better when you start pushing, right? It feels better than not pushing. I'm wondering where all this is going. Yeah. I don't know. So Lola is born. The mm-hmm. doctor like literally walks in in like a cocktail 
tucks and like catches the baby and walks out and says that'll be twelve thousand dollars and uh and there's lola so perfect and beautiful all right so let's fast forward to lola as an infant an adorable little baby and we lived in an apartment with no doors Right. It had an it's upstairs and a downstairs. And I could say at this voice, hey, Kim, what are you doing? From downstairs, and she could hear me perfectly from upstairs. Mm-hmm. And we had a baby. Ugh. Are, you, are you catching my drift here, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we had a baby. And that baby woke up every five seconds. And so Kim was getting so, well, we both were getting like so unbelievably sleep deprived. At three months, we made a decision to like not do the Ferber thing, do the full on sleep training, which means let your baby cry herself to sleep. This was at five months, by the way. I do remember this. Was it five months? Yes, because I was back to work at the time and I needed sleep. Okay, so five months. And what that meant was we went downstairs, folded out the couch, and listened to our baby scream full volume for an hour to an hour and a half until she settled down. So what Penn doesn't realize by announcing this like um, sleep tactic, we're going to get a lot of opinions from um, the mommy police. I understand who that. are going to judge me for doing that. Totally. Okay. Uh, here's what I'm telling you. We didn't have a choice. Yeah. At I was point, working full time and yeah, I needed sleep. We didn't so. have a choice. And, and by the way, like it, we weren't having fun. Um, oh, but, they don't. The mommy police does not care. They actually they prefer if you Well, did. at least this is your first child. Right. And there aren't really any real rules because everyone will tell you every opposite direction of how to oh my gosh. raise your child. So when you pick any decision, you're going to offend the other somebody. Group, and it's it what and, and quite honestly, within three days, she was sleeping twelve hours a night. So I was like, "Hey, guess what, guys? Works for us." Yeah, yeah. yeah. What works for you is yeah. fine. That's for you. Yeah. I'm going to say something that I say a lot around my family. We were doing the best we could. Yeah. Um, it was th- th- like there was there was no other choice at that point. And, you know, the mommy police, which I think their headquarters are in Park Slope, Brooklyn, like right by where we were. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the, my best the chief friend lives of mommy there. police is in Park Slope, Brooklyn. No, and my best friend's there and she reports back on like all the infractions she's been cited. Yeah, yeah. for okay. by the mommy police. And so we were like in the middle of like Tribeca mommy police, like central. Um, but so like, you know, that that was one of those things that you, I don't think you remember that when you're looking at cute little babies and you're smelling their heads. I know, it's like you hard. Don't, you don't remember that. You don't remember um, when we moved from, a few months later when we moved from New York to Raleigh, we rented a car because we didn't own a car and we drove it from um, New York to Raleigh and we got in about five traffic jams and Lola took 12 craps. Yes, it was a very deuce heavy trip. Like, and every single one of them was as horrible as the one before it. It was deuce-tastic. Yeah. It was just, it was, wow. It yeah. was a lot. But before that, like, you know, she was, I guess, I don't know, was it cars or the rumbling or the stopping or whatever? It just, mm. she just, it just cleaned her out. It, it makes me crave a road trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was the last time that we ever have driven from New York to Raleigh. Do you remember all the things like when you were pregnant that you couldn't do that? Like, what are you like? Your favorite things are like sushi, wine, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And the mommy police are going to come after me for this too. I would oh, after after the baby was pretty cooked. I would enjoy, you know, I would get if it's sushi from a really reputable place. If it was, there's a lot you're not supposed to do. But um, after the baby was pretty cooked, my doctor said, "Yeah, you're. I mean, in, in moderation, you're fine." Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I do shots of vodka, and it was totally fine. <laughs> no, you didn't do that. Our doctor did say, he was like, man, in the third trimester, like my wife and I split a bottle of wine. We never did that, but that was like coming from our OBGYN. I know. He, he was like an OBGYN, F-A-C-O-G-L-Y-T, L-G-B-T. Like he, was, he, like, he had like 8,000 letters on his name, so he clearly like knew what, what he was doing. Right. And that, that advice came from him, so it was interesting. Our doctor, we went to Italy for two weeks um, for a work thing because I was a wine rep and Felicia was in her third trimester and the doctor's like, uh, you can have a glass of wine at every yeah. meal while you're there. It's totally fine. She's like, because every Italian mom is I know. having a glass of wine with their pregnancy. So I know, I know. And mommy police are going to be so active on this episode. <laughs> Here come the mommy police. <laughs> I'm imagining like, what do they look like? Oh, yeah. They, they all have uh, boogaloo uh, strollers or whatever they're called. Bugaboo. But yeah, they all have bugaboo str- Are those still like trendy now or is I, there like probably. a new one? <laughs> it's the mommy police. Da, 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 da. It's the mommy police. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Now, I do say that there are, it is It is a very hard thing to to parent, um, but moms are very critical of each other. Dads not as much. I mean, seriously, dads would strap a kid on top of the car and be like, hey, and high five each other. Um, um. Whereas, like, whereas a woman who posts a picture of her kid in a car seat just because her kid's making a funny face, so many people jump in about how you've strapped the, the straps are wrong. And it's, it's, if, if it's a safety issue, okay, but like if it's just, it's two inches down and needs to be equal to the shoulder plate, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Are you more afraid of the mommy police than you are of the actual police? Do you totally. respect their authority? Oh my like gosh, are you the, kidding me? <laughs> the actual police, well, first of all, I've done and broken no actual laws, like city laws, state laws. I've broken several mommy laws. Totally. Yeah, mommy and mommy police is real. We're gonna like we should do some research on that while we're sitting here. I kinda want like I kinda wanna pull up Park Slope Moms, because that was isn't that like the no? Well, when we were, li- I think you're being yeah. really hard on the Park Slope moms, but they did judge me, the Park Slope moms, because I was feeding, we had trouble nursing, so Lola got some <gasps> gasp formula. <sighs> you can't feed them formula, double Hitler. I know. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Evacuate. I also am imagining the voice of the mommy police being a little bit California casual well, and ending it- every sentence up like this. Mm-hmm. And it, and I had to defend myself. I had to defend myself and say actually. And that's <laughs> well, you, you I made, hate that term. Now. You, you said actually. Actually, I hate. Them. I had to lady explain and say like, hey, guess what? Yeah, it's you know they they would say well, you know breastfeeding is very natural. I'm like it may be natural, but it's not easy, and sometimes it just doesn't work. And I. I yeah no it that, was bad I I did not back down from mommy police on that I was at the park one time and this lady's like have you tried I'm like lady no I've way paid, someone at the like what would you do like well if- I paid more to a lactation consultant than like could get our kids through a private university so believe me I tried lady I most times I do run away from conflict but that one I bowed up a little bit took out my earrings. <laughs> Yeah, like I was ready for a mom fight. That's actually my next one. I, I, oh, I, like, mom fights? No, no. I was like, apparently, like you do remember the feeding problems. That's one thing that like was, sticks with you because it was really tough. It, it was, was very, very tough, tough for you. because I think, well, not all women, and I would never. I, I say, whatever, however you feed your baby, whatever's best for you and your baby, like that's the best thing to do. Because it was not easy for us. I really, really, really wanted to be one of those moms that it just was easy for, and then could make it to a year. 
Um, I had to exclusively pump with PC because he had he wasn't gaining weight. We had to take him to the doctor every day to get weighed. He it was a he had reflux, so really I had, bad gas. Yeah, right, I, had a, I had to feed him in the bottle just to make sure he. And it was so maddening, and I didn't sleep. He didn't sleep for more than forty five minutes for the first four months of his life. That is insane. So when I I pumped for eight months. Are you, are you, and I just I I have I have put pen up on a pump before mm-hmm. doing that every like hour yeah. and a half for eight months. It's dude, it feels really weird. <laughs> um, and 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 this and the the rhythm gets stuck in your head. It's like and wah, you, wah, yeah, wah, wah. and so like sitting, and it starts talking to me and it would say things to me and it would. I mean, this is a family show, but it's like. You suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. Like, you're a terrible mom, you're a terrible mom, you're a terrible mom. It was like, wah, wah, wah. And it was, uh, so it started playing tricks on me and mind games. And at that point, my lovely husband looked at me and said, you're missing out. You're missing, we have a happy baby and you're missing all of this. And like handed a can of formula and I took the breast pump out into the backyard like a scene from Office Space, you know, when they do it like the <laughs> Yeah. Yep. And I basically <laughs> wailed and nailed it and, and then became a much happier person after all of that. Yeah. You stopped giving your baby natural milk? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> do you know breast is best? Well, guess what? Then he, I'll send him over to your house because he's not working on mine. Yeah. So. And for like a whole generation, like my generation, Everybody was on formula because that oh. was the thing, right? Well, because Nestle, same with right? Like Nestle, like they well, were the... Well, because it was yeah. a status, actually. And my mom said this, right. too, because my, my parents... Breastfeeding was for the lower the, class. Right. My parents yeah. didn't have a lot of money, so she had to nurse us. But in public, she would like save up formula because if we're in public, she didn't want people to know because... <laughs> but I mean, isn't that crazy? Yeah, and I turned out mostly fine. I mean, I have this weird twitch, and it's but it's fine. It's mostly fine. Oh <laughs> I mean, all right. So we we've gone through some like some funny, some kind of like crazy things that have happened to Kim. Um, if if we're gonna go down this road, Kim had postpartum depression. Yeah, and here's the crazy part. We were, um, you know, we had doctors, we had, um, like all the resources in the world to know how to figure this thing out. And we didn't figure it out until four months. Yeah. I think with, with PC, just cause I wasn't sleeping and this, I know we're normally like really happy and cheery and laughy. This has really got real dark. Uh, no. So the doctor looked at me and was like, you actually need to go get help. Like there's you and thank God for that doctor. And I was like, no, I'm fine. Cause I thought postpartum depression was you wanted to hurt your baby. And that was the opposite. I, was, I had severe anxiety. I couldn't even, we had to take him to daily weight checks. And so I had to drive a baby and a toddler, and I was so nervous being on the highway that, like, if I saw a truck, I meet. I was like so nervous about the truck passing me, and I was nervous about walking down the stairs with him. So I was like, "Oh, postpartum depression is when you want to hurt your baby," and I, I just really I'm freaked out. So I didn't realize that's what I had. So I went to a doctor who gave me medicine, and it was gr- like the, it wasn't perfect by any means, but the clouds parted for sure. And definitely some mommy police action on like, no, seriously, because I was still trying to nurse and I was on medication. It was supposed to be fine, but definitely some, I was really afraid of the mommy police about taking it, just admitting that I needed that medication. But man, I I credit it with like still being alive. (laughs) 
Yeah, say, no, for yeah. sure. And, and then, like, you know, once we got out of the woods, we kind of looked back. I think we got a chance to learn more about it after you started getting medicated. And it was like, it was scary, man. It's yep. scary. Like, what the guys, it's a really hard thing for guys to fathom. I think we have some male listeners as well. You know, um, what is postpartum depression? Because yeah. I really don't know. So I think there's, uh, they call it a few different things. And there's, so I think it's, I, we're not doctors. My, we're not doctors. <laughs> well, from my th- this was my experience. I was euphoric and so thrilled that I had this baby boy, and then instantly it was like I always explain it to people. It was like sitting in the front seat of the car, and your entire family is playing at the park. And for me, it was like I was watching my entire family have an amazing time. They're playing at the park, but I, I lacked the ability to get out of the car, to get through, you know, to communicate. To, I was just sitting there watching everything, and it was like a cloud was following me around. And that was my, and then obviously the severe anxiety. So it was like I wasn't able to participate in life mm-hmm. very well. And it was just every every day, it was like I was sitting in the car just watching life go by. And But I was... Honestly, I was fine there and probably would have stayed there for a very, very long time. Yeah. And like one of the big differentiators is um, there's there's postpartum depression and there's baby blues. Those are like the two terms that they have. And the, one of the biggest differentiators is when it presents itself. And baby blues are usually the first like week is when it peaks. Yeah, your hormones go kind of crazy. Yeah, it peaks in the first week, and then the the PPD it, it's it's more it's like a chronic thing, mm-hmm. um, and it, it it can sometimes peak way later. The yeah. dictionary definition of it is depression suffered by a mother following childbirth, typically arising from the combination of hormonal changes, psychological adjustment to motherhood, fatigue, yeah, etc. Oh, I had like checked all those boxes. Yeah, so I think on and honestly, I know I talk very like. I talk very romantically about having a third kid. If I, I always pictured having a big family. And so I that was something else I was kind of mourning too. So when I go by and sniff your baby. Um, <laughs> let her do it. Let, let me do it. No. <laughs> Actually, you really should sniff their shoulder. Oh my gosh, please don't get near my baby. Um, no, because I was kind of mourning that because I knew I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to do this again. I can't do this again. And by the time I kind of got through the clouds of postpartum depression, it was a couple of years, I have to say. And by that point, we were, you know, my cousin has adopted and grown her family through adoption and she was adopted. So, like, I always had considered adoption as a, as a possibility. But then it, we were so far away from that starting that process that I was like that we it would just not have worked for our family. So we're a family of four. We have two babies. Um, cause I definitely can't go through that again. That was crazy. Do you ever get, I, th- I find that the most longing moment for wanting another child comes when you are folding the baby clothes that you will <sighs> never get to put on those kids again. And you're like giving them to your, yeah, just uh, hand-me-downs to friends. Your or, aunt. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I love seeing, cause we, we have hand-me-downs and I love seeing their kids wear them and I get like, we like oddly, I totally agree. And I miss shopping. Like I'll go through the target baby section. I, what is wrong with me? I don't know. And I just go sniff babies. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh, it's so bad. Well, anytime you do that again, you can listen to this podcast. And then just remember how and we dark can remember, it got. Like, uh, look, what, like, <laughs> I feel like we need to leave p- people on like a happier okay. note. All right, how about this? Um, when you were pregnant, your boss thought you were an alien. Oh my gosh, that like, was the that best. Was, <laughs> that was pretty funny. He thought he viewed pregnancy, very, very kind man. Like no, like me too moments at all. Like, in fact, he, he was like 
so he so respected women that he was afraid of them and so he, he viewed he viewed pregnancy as like a met a serious medical condition <laughs> like and he thought maybe he if he even like touched a, like by accident brushed against me i needed to like go get a doctor because we had a very narrow hallway and one time he brushed against me he's like oh my god are you okay are you okay oh my gosh and he just avoided me for the rest of my pregnancy it was actually great it was wonderful <laughs> it, it's so funny it was it was actually she was pregnant at the same time the movie knocked up came out with um oh, yeah. seth rogan and what's her name from Grey's anatomy yeah oh come on help me leslie man no no well she's great Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl. Yeah, Catherine yeah. Heigl. I win. Um, movie, yeah. 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 Great movie. And and she was an entertainment reporter. So, so in the movie. same thing. And Kim was an entertainment reporter. I was working at Inside Edition. Yeah. And and the the, the bosses. Yeah. Tighten That's up. That's what it was. The bosses were like the same people. <laughs> <laughs> but they never they never said that. But I know they kind of meant it. <laughs> so we think it's great. We want you to interview people, and then afterwards. Just tight. tight. <laughs> Alan Tudyk is the guy. He's like Just one of my favorites. Tighten, but we, yeah, there was the same. Yeah, yeah. So same, same. Yeah, it was like they were they were showing our life story. It was this woman who got stuck with a way less appealing person. Oh, stop! Who was a total slacker? No, although you were unemployed at the time, so it was kind Thank of. Thank you. It's yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So. Is that, is that a happy way to end? Yeah. I, you know, we should, okay. we, what we have done on our previous episodes is you have played <laughs> some music for us. And uh, I feel like mu- a music, it w- they would help, you know, lighten, lighten the mood a lighten little bit. Lighten the mood? I have it. I so have some, it. maybe some, uh, I some ha- Ben Folds 5 brick or something no, like that. I like, have, no? I, because okay. we're talking about babies. <laughs> I know, I was joking. Britney yep. Spears. Hang on. Hit me baby one more time. Oh baby, baby, how was I supposed to know Something wasn't right here Oh baby, baby, I shouldn't have let you go It's not the way I planned Show me what you wanted to be But hey baby, cause I need to know now because my loneliness is killing me and uh, kind of like Kim's a PPD PPD <laughs> this song is no longer funny girl it took a dark turn don't hit your face oh that's terrible oh no we can't do that <laughs> can't do don't do that well I can't say hit me baby one more time don't hit the big no sniff oh. me baby one more time <laughs> there when Kim is on a bus, she lose. When Kim's on the subway, she lose her mind. Da 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 da. Yeah, sniff that baby one more time. How's that? Sniff me, baby. Sniff me, baby, one more time. Sniff me, baby, one more time. What else you got? What other baby songs? Well, I was. I mean, every song has baby in it. Baby got back. <laughs> I like big butts. <laughs> Everyone knows I know that song. We did a video, we did a video yeah, about that. Yeah. Well, maybe be the theme of his um, opening song was very country esque. So, yeah. do you have anything in the repertoire of uh, sure, I don't know. Dixie Chicks or Ice Ice Baby? I know that's not country. I'm just but- thinking. Rolling. No, it's terrible. 
you, uh, country. Would you be able to pull it like uh, mother don't, Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys? Oh. Mama, don't let your babies. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. He doesn't know the words. (laughs) Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. He does not know the words. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. (laughs) At all. I don't know the song. I just know the first (laughs) part. Don't let them pick guitars and drive them over. Well, that's way better. I don't know that song. Is that Waylon or who is that? Okay. That's Willie, I think, isn't it? Uh, no. Okay, I think it's actually. All the girls I've loved before. <laughs> I can do a good Willie Nelson. Okay. Is there a. To all the girls I've loved before. I've traveled in and out my door. Wow, that is really good they Willie Nelson. came along. I dedicate this song to all the girls I've loved before. And then wow. To all the girls who've shared <laughs> my life. <laughs> who've also traveled in and out my door. Puss in boots is in I the know. <laughs> my door. They finally came along. Uh, well, I have, well, thank you, Penn, for that latest rendition of the Instant Talent Show. Woo! I give myself a C- minus for that one. Um, no, and I have to say, though, getting through that period of time, I know this episode went kind of dark. Getting through that period of time was a lot better and easier because I had a supportive, funny husband. Who unemployed. Would, unemployed husband. But he would just sit there at the piano and, like, you know, play goofy songs and entertain Lola and um, supportive partner. A plus. I think we need to. It's like you know. Let's do some meta critique, critique, critiquing of ourselves. I think at some point, like we can be normal people with normal problems and yeah. not running around with jazz hands in our pajamas. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely, um, and that's why we're doing this. Podcast. Do you think we're going to get some comments like? Hey, actually, breast is best, and you did everything wrong. Yeah, um, so I, we're totally ready for the Mommy Police comments. Congratulations it. for making it through Mommy Police Academy and being in the Mommy Police. That Jill does it for our third podcast. Please leave us some comments. Let us know how we're doing, what we could do to change it, make it better. I don't know. Can't wait to hear from all of you, especially the Mommy Police. What? <laughs> Bring it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.